Welcome to Zero Fucks Given Podcast with Paige and Chelsea, where we're going to talk about real life shit from our personal life stories to current events, pop culture. Don't forget about the dating and sex Ugh, and motherhood <laughs> and so much more. Join us as we hold nothing back and literally no topic is off limits. We will be revealing our dirty little secrets with a splash of sarcasm <laughs> and profanity. Maybe with the occasional guest to join in on the fun. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready. (laughs) You've been warned. Welcome back. It's funny you say that because there's the rumor that NSYNC is coming back. And, uh... Listen. (laughs) Oh, listen. The little girl inside of me is just screaming. Screaming to get out. Yeah. I loved the Backstreet Boys, but I was an in-sinker all the way. I mean, same. Sadly, they're coming back, but Lance is now officially unavailable. So <laughs> He was my man. He was my man back in the day. We talked about that on episode one. I you know. were over there crushing on a grown man, and I was... Who didn't even like to, women. I was dying to see Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas. Oh, or the little free okay, guy. Though. Listen, you know, if they come around, we got to figure it out because I don't care how much tickets are. I'm down. I don't care. I don't care if they're $500 and I'll sell my youngest child. It's fine. (laughs) I'll put my kidney (laughs) on the black market. We're going to see in sync. Yeah, we are (laughs) because, you know, we don't need two to survive, just one. So just one. That's it. So if someone in. I've I've already had my gallbladder removed. So, you know, a kidney's not a big deal. Listen, I'll get rid of a kidney. If one of my family members down the line needs one, sorry. Bye-bye-bye. See you in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) It's already gone. Sorry. It's already gone. gone. That's one of their songs, too. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Making all these references. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, You know... My dad always made fun of Joey because he always called him Joey Fat One instead of Joey mm-hmm. Fatone. That was... I think that was a very common thing Yeah, yeah. with him. And isn't it yeah. funny how like, um, oh my God, now I, Chris ended up mm-hmm. turning to be like decently attractive. Now that we're like adults, we're like, hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what he looks like, to be honest. He got, he got pretty good. From what I listen, I hope I'm not confusing it with someone else because if someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" He is fugly. Then I'm gonna be. I'm looking. I'm looking because I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to put it in and it's like phone is taking forever. I mean, um. Okay, so I lied. <laughs> Apparently, I lied. Just kidding. Okay, but listen, that's not that bad. Him and JC. It's not terrible. But okay, but if we're comparing it, if we're comparing it to what he looked like here. Yeah, to the old days. Yeah, no. Okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what I'm thinking of? I think I'm thinking of the um the Backstreet Boys. Are you thinking of AJ. Howie? Oh, AJ. Is it Howie or AJ? Yeah, listen, AJ See, came out to be a fine piece of meat. Just delicious. Yeah, the only thing with him is he keeps his fingernails painted, and something about that, I'm just not here for it. To yeah, this day, he yeah. has his fingernails I painted. Mm-mm, I, I can't, can't do either painted fingernails either. 
you're probably thinking of him because he was in the Aaron Carter documentary. And we just watched that. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Not yep, that long ago. And yeah, that's that's probably why you're thinking of him. Well, either way, I'm currently sitting here Googling how to sell a kidney on the black market. So we're going <laughs> whenever it happens. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll um I'll start donating what is it, plasma? <laughs> right. I'll start Listen, however that. many fit however many feet pictures I need to sell, y'all y'all hit me up in the comments. I'll <laughs> right. start selling I those might, little toes. I might have to put the OnlyFans back up on the back up. <laughs> so, you know. My are you kidding me? My dogs are literally fighting underneath me to be close to me. Like, can you two go? I can't. They're like, Mom, you've been gone half the day and we just want to be close to you. Love us. Ridiculous. Pay attention to us. Oh, I pissed Lagoth off. She I went think other than that, though, other than that, though, there's not really a ton of updates. There's nothing new is on the uh, or the blind side stuff. Nothing news come out. Um, the only other thing I saw was that people were like up in arms about wanting Sandra Bullock to like return her awards that she won over. Apparently that was out last right. week, but I hadn't seen it and you hadn't either. But I'm like, she has nothing to do with the them not giving him money or like any right. of that. She was just an actress, like you had said when we didn't, before we started mm-hmm. recording, like she was just an actress hired to play a role. Like she has nothing to do with the lawsuit or yeah conservatorship or anything like that's just weird to me like that's like if somebody got hired to play britney spears in a movie and like her dad took all the money from it like what that doesn't right it's kind of the same concept like that doesn't make sense she was an actress who was right she was hired to do a job she did the job well and the award very well is her accomplishment and how well she did that job it has nothing i mean that's like taking that's like taking a, a movie about a murderer, you know what I mean? And being like, oh, take his take his award away because he was a villain in the movie. Like, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't even make sense. He was hired like, to do a job. He was hired to betray. Right, right. Yeah. So, But luckily, the, the actor that played Michael Orr put out a statement basically saying the same thing. He was like, leave her alone. This has yeah. nothing to do with her. This has nothing to do with I. We just, this was our job and we yeah. did it well. Other than I'm that, though, I was waiting. They up. said the... Yeah, no, I agree. But they said that the Tuies were going to be releasing a statement and they never did. So I don't know if it's because they're waiting to release something better or if they're having like their attorney go over it or, mm-hmm. uh, but they said that they would be releasing one and it just, it never came out. Or if it did, no. I missed it. I haven't seen anything either. And I've been looking and kind of like watching and I haven't seen anything anywhere on uh tiktok facebook i i've looked on like the news i haven't seen anything there either um right but i haven't seen anything either so not yeah, i haven't not seen to anything. my knowledge so i think i think now we switch over to sister wives because that was our our big thing um and okay. we're going to be talking about episode one of sister wives because this is going to be coming out on a wednesday and episode two will have already aired but of course, we haven't seen it because we're technically recording on a Saturday. So, I know it's a little confusing, but it's weird that it comes. It's weird that it comes out on Sunday. Like we can't really record and after late. it comes out. Yeah, on ten o'clock. Like, ew, I'm in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm old. I'm, I'm already old. tucked in at that time. Yeah, yeah. And with two kids. So, how and did you? Dogs, we can't really record right. after the new episode comes out. 
So just without going into detail about any of that, we'll break it down. But like without going into any detail, what did you think of the episode overall? Um, I was kind of pleasantly surprised other than the fact that Cody is the biggest narcissist I think I've ever witnessed on TV in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like if you look up narcissist in the damn dictionary, there, his picture needs to just be there. Period. Because he kept yeah. screaming that, like, um, Christine is playing victim and victim, victim, victim. And I'm like, motherfucker, if anyone in this entire show is claiming victim, it's you and Robin. But him more so than anyone. Yeah. I. He, it was very, um, he was pushing everything off onto everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it was, she left me, she left the marriage, she ruined the family. It was all her. And I'm like, where's, where's the part where you go, maybe I failed in this marriage. Maybe I wasn't a good husband in these different ways. Maybe I didn't put that effort in. Like, ooh, blame game is not cute, baby. Like take accountability for like your part. The marriage is 50-50. And if you're not putting in your half, you can't blame the other half for not wanting to stay yeah well and even Mm -hmm. i like to look at it anymore is like sometimes it's not even 50 50 like it's 80 20 like if you're having a really bad day and Mm -hmm. the other your other half is just not feeling it or they are sick or whatever and they can only give 20 percent that day you got to come in and give the other 80 half you know, right. that's what my, um, my mom has always said. A relationship is 100, 100. You give it all you got. I give it all I got. Either way we get to a hundred, you know yeah. what I mean? Whether, like you said, right. whether it's 80, 20 or 60, 40, or sometimes it's 90, 10, but I feel yeah. like he's taking nothing. He's no, not even he's taking sitting... responsibility for 1% of his part no. in it. No. And it's the same with his relationship with Mary. <laughs> like he even said, right. like, we've been in, um, I don't feel like we've been in a marriage for like seven or eight years. I'm sorry. I don't care if I've been with someone for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I hear that. I'm out. I'm 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 done. I'm out the door. Cause I have more self-respect for myself than to stay in some shit like that. Like, I mean, I saw the previews for like the whole season and it literally to me it looks like they all but Robin pack up and leave his ass. I think that's I think that's already kind of been confirmed outside of the show. I think they've all basically I confirmed so. that on their own. See, but I think like overall, just looking at the episode as a whole, um, I felt like a lot of it was just repeated. I, I feel like TLC knew that there was going to be a whole new audience this season Mm -hmm. just because of how big it got last season. So Mm -hmm. I feel like this first episode was almost like a recap. Like they showed Janelle moving out of the camper for winter and moving into the apartment at the end Mm -hmm. of last season. She was already in that apartment. She had already packed. Yes. Her and her daughter had already, it was like at the very end, they had already packed up and moved into the city and got this little apartment. So that's why I was like, why why did y'all make it look like it, that just happened? See, I don't because remember it that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that had already happened. Um, because at that point, at the end of last season, she was saying like how much living in that trailer had like kind of pulled their marriage apart. And mm-hmm. that now in this apartment, she was hoping that it would like, you know what I mean? But then they showed yeah. it again as if it just happened. And I'm like, so unless, unless she got an apartment for winter, 
moved back out into the camper for summer and has mm-hmm. now moved back into it. For, right. I don't think that's mm-hmm. it because this literally happened back to back. I think they said yeah. it had only been two months since Christine had left. So they're basically taking almost not the exact same footage, but it's like they took footage mm-hmm. from then and like put it into this episode. So it's very, it's very, like I said, I feel like this was just an overview. It was like, even the conversation with Robin and Janelle at the end, sitting outside talking, have, I feel like they've sat and had this conversation so many times where Mary's just like, I don't feel it. I don't feel like he wants me here. And Robin's like, I don't blame you. I'm like, yeah. we've sat and watched y'all have this conversation too many times. Like, we get it. Yeah. We do something now. But I feel mm-hmm. like the rest of the season, I'm hoping the rest will, like, now start to, like, pick up and we'll actually yeah. see the transition and the change in the family. Yeah, well, you notice something that I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed it or if if viewers have noticed it, because I, of course, I see a lot of clips on TikTok and things like that. But one Mm -hmm. thing I noticed, they haven't filmed inside of Robin's house in a long time. And I noticed when Mary showed up since COVID, which I understand Mm -hmm. that with the way that her and Cody are with like COVID and stuff but I thought it was really weird when Robin showed up or when sorry when Mary showed up to Robin's house she like and they sat outside yes and it was like freezing and Mm -hmm. Robin was like oh let me go in and get you a coat since Mary didn't have one and it's like I'm wondering if Mary's so used to like going in her house and like being normal human beings and like having a conversation and now that the camera crew is back she was like we have to sit outside like why is she not letting the camera crew in her house like I can understand with COVID and all of that kind of thing but if they all pass like COVID tests and are all cleared why you know because there's also that rumor that went around about they had had another baby last Mm -hmm. season so like why is rob why are they not allowed to film inside of robin's house i thought that was so fucking weird so i feel like okay is it is it that they don't want the camera crews in because robin is already getting so much hate online that she doesn't want to give people another thing to talk about i've also heard the baby rumor but Mm -hmm. i've also heard there was an account that came out a long time ago on tiktok and it was like this whole like Mm -hmm. undercover profile and they were spilling like a lot of the family gossip Mm -hmm. um and they were saying that apparently robin's house is very like cluttered and like pack rat like like um and then i right and i think i think there was a clip that they were showing where um Christine's daughter had gone it was last season Christine's daughter had gone to their house and they Mm -hmm. only filmed like the entryway and I mean she just had like boxes stacked up against a wall like not like moving boxes but like a crock pot and a you know just like random like household stuff that was like in boxes huge well it does it does but if she is like the pack rat type and she doesn't want people in there I just feel like if you're on a show take care of that I wonder, yeah. I'm like, how is TLC being okay with the fact that they're not allowed inside? And maybe they do blame, mm-hmm. blame it on the COVID thing. I'm not sure. But yeah. there's a lot of different rumors going around. But if I was Robin and I was already getting the kind of heat that she's getting online, I would probably mm-hmm. barricade that part off too. I don't know. I just think it's weird. And another weird thing I noticed is like, we've always seen Robin with the like brown hair, the, the curls, very 
the same and they showed them a eyebrows <laughs> and they showed a picture of her and mary like i don't know I, i'm assuming it was like around christmas because they kind of just looked like in like plaid and like i don't know it was like looked Christmassy to me right and her hair was very long very like straight and it had like it was like a medium brown with like highlights in it and i was like i've never seen her look like that ever yeah it must be something she does at some point yeah i i have no idea and then watching cody like it's so funny watching like janelle and mary and robin be like this has taken so much out of cody and he's just not the same man and he's not the fun loving guy janelle said that that much I think that was more, I think it was Robin. I think the only thing this episode showed more of that I've never seen before was Robin actually sitting Mm -hmm. there questioning, like, was I lied to? Did I have blinders on? And Mm -hmm. she straight up asked Mary, she was like, did y'all trick me? Did, Mm -hmm. was it this bad back then? And y'all just hit it that well? I mean, that was basically her way of calling Mary out for it. And Mary was just kind of like, like, you could see it on her face. She was like, uh, no, no, it's, I mean, and then she goes into her private one-on-one interview. She was like, we didn't hide anything. We were dysfunctional from day one. Like Mary finally started. I feel like when it's finally done and over, I honestly feel like Mary, Christine has too much class to kind of shit talk, right? Mm -hmm. The way she says things is very like, I don't understand why he does this. I don't understand why it's like that. I feel like in the end, I feel like it's going to be Mary that does all of the like, the tell all shit talking. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be her because I feel like of all the women, she's the most um, dominant and the one least afraid of like backlash. Because if you've seen her on her Facebook lives, she doesn't give two shits what people say to her. She will mouth right back to you. I've I've seen clips on TikTok of like her Facebook lives, but I've never watched one. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like if he screws Janelle in the way that I saw him say like to her in the next clip and where she's like, fuck you. When he walks out of the apartment, um, Mm -hmm. I feel like if, if he screws her over in like a really bad way, her, I could see her and Mary coming together and and, like bonding over that in a weird way. And maybe Mm -hmm. doing like a tell all type thing. Um, I just see Janelle is too nice. I feel like I she know. would, she's very tight lit. I feel like she's, she'll lose it on him. I feel like she'll mouth at him. I feel like she'll, she'll say shit to him in like the heat of mm-hmm. an argument. But I feel like in the end, she has always been one that's been very like zipped lipped, tight lipped, doesn't really like let the gossipy stuff out. Mm-hmm. I feel like her children will, because it's yeah, always maybe. her children. It's her yeah. sons. It's it's hers that are always the ones to spill everything. True. And I almost yeah. feel like that's as much as I love Janelle. I almost feel like that's how it has to be done because she is not someone that betrays enjoying the the gossipy shit talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like with Christine, she just wants to be done and over with it and move on with her new life. So she's not going to play into peace. it either. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and that's why I think the way she says everything, like, anytime she talks about Cody, you'll notice she gets very, mm-hmm. she, all of a sudden she goes from like, blah, 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 oh my God, to, I just, I don't, I don't understand why he's still upset. Mm-hmm. Like, her whole tone changes when she speaks about him at all. Even when she's talking about, you know, like, him and Robin's relationship, it's always very mm-hmm. like, you know, we know, we know that Robin is his favorite. Like, her whole tone changes. So I don't, mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel like of all of them, Mary will be the one to be like, 
fuck him. He's this, he's that. He led me on because she did get played. She's been being played publicly for at least the last, what, two seats since the cheating scandal. So we're talking like, well, no, it's been way longer than that. But I mean, publicly on the show, only since the cheating scandal when they moved to Vegas. So we're only talking like the last four seasons. Has it been a public like disconnect where it's like she just looks I feel bad for her I know that she's an absolute monster to deal with and I know that like a lot of rumors have come out about her and like how she's treated the children like abusively but like Uh, I feel bad that it's been all over she but see again we go back to that she allows it and she stays Mm -hmm. she's but she's also like when the bed and breakfast stuff happened um, mm-hmm. And her wanting to buy that bed and breakfast, and he was so against it, and which I thought was really fucked up because that's like her family history, her family home, and he was like, "We are not buying this house." And I was like, "Motherfucker! Right. Like that is her family's home. How can you tell her no on something like that?" And she did it, but anyway. then turned around and bought Rob in a house. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I feel like Mary continues to stay knowing how bad it is so she's again allowing that behavior when she could so easily i mean she has no other kids but she has one kid with him who's been out on their own i guess now at this point is what they like to be called um yeah because you know whatever but they have no connection at all um she could so easily just walk away because they're not legally married anymore. She was mm-hmm. the only one who was legally married to him until Robin's kids pulled and, you know, came into the picture. So now right. she, I mean, she could be the one that could just easily just pack up and walk away. So easily. She's been living independently for the last, what, six, seven years anyway. She yeah. pretty much does it all it's without him anyway. She has all of these businesses on the side that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but I mean, at the same point out, from the outside looking in relationship wise now, now I hope that I wouldn't be like that. But I just a year ago, I went back to an ex because I thought that the genuine him had come back. And there was just this little bit of fire and hope inside of me that I was going to get back the man that I originally was with back, um, you know, in 2017 before the drugs and alcohol, you know what I mean? So I do understand that concept of it, but let me tell you, it only took two months of him being fucking sideways with me for me to be like, I'm done. Cut ties, zero communication. I don't care if you cry and beg, I'm not coming back. So like to see her do this now for years is like, years. Yeah. Maybe we, we got to find your dignity. We got to find mm-hmm. wherever you put your dig- dignity and we got to dig that shit back up and you got to move on. You got to walk away. People will have well, so much more respect for you when you do. Yeah. I'm hoping seeing Christine leave and be happy. And then it looks like Janelle leaves and then she finally packs it up and says, I'm out. And then of course, Robin's mm-hmm blubbering mess like i just wanted a family and i'm like listen do you I realize wanted my fr- to sit on my front porch with my sister with grandkids i know i was like shut i call her sobby shut robin up. like can you just not Sobbing robin with she those fucking eyebrows like- man i can't even take them seriously to me she looks like one of those sad clowns crying in that scene on the picnic bench <laughs> 
That's what the face was right there. Is that not her face? Yeah. that Very squinty, put- downward frown. Her whole cheeks were like blood red. I was like, can you ridiculous. stop? Like, it's and so I hate ridiculous. when people s- blame it on her because I don't think it was her that started the downward spiral of them falling apart. It's him. It's all, it's him. It's not all him. I can't say that, but yeah. he was the catalyst to the downfall. I think publicly on television, she made a lot of efforts to get Cody to be a better husband, to treat his other wives equally, to motivate him to do that. Now, now what is happening behind cameras? Because there's a lot of people saying that Robin manipulated this Robin, like her, all the kids, Janelle's kids, Christine's kids, they're all being like, well, no, Mm -hmm. it actually wasn't dad that said that it was Robin telling dad that that's how it had to be. So like, Again, behind cameras, I don't know yeah. the full truth to that, but well, publicly yeah, on the know. show, it does come, yeah, it does come across that, like, she but was fighting sits- for him to be better. Yeah, but then he sits in his interviews and the things that he says, I swear, I just want to go through my TV and, like, punch him until he's purple in the face because he deserves it. It's he's he is a whole character so i'm excited i'm excited though to see what the next yeah what they what they put out in the next episode and see yeah. kind of, like i said like you said the trailer for the rest of the season looks great and i love the intro now when it shows sister wives and the one ring falls off the eye mm-hmm. i'm like ooh, <laughs> and i feel like as it goes it's just gonna I'm be more, more and more yeah start like, falling off for real i'm wondering if like halfway through the season janelle leaves and then another ring falls and then maybe by the end of the season mary like leaves and another ring falls off and it's literally just him and robin right. i think it was, we'll see and if I you notice like the well and if you look at like the beginning the intro to the show and where it has like the pic it says sister wives and then it has their pictures across the top it looks mm-hmm. like the glass is cracked and the cracks of the glass literally separate christine separate janelle separate mary and then cody and robin are just together in one cracked area so i mean the show's literally so next time you watch it pay attention to that it's literally showing how the cracks in this family have divided all of them and that uh cody and robin are the only ones left together on one piece i did not notice that yeah i'm like trying i noticed it and and i was like oh no, I'm like, I'm literally on my phone, like going back because I didn't notice that. That's crazy. Yeah, let me see if I can. Yeah, here we go. Look. Oh. Yeah, see how it wow. sh- it's a crack between them all. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, they're literally showing you right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because there's not even a full crack between uh, Christine and Janelle. It almost shows them kind of on the same piece, too. That's it's like so a, funny. It's, it's- it's a very like thin crack mm-hmm. between the two of them. It's almost like a lightning bolt, but not a full crack. Interesting. Yeah, no, just like a hairline, just a little hairline crack between hairline the two fracture. Of them. Mm-hmm. Just, li- just a little, like mm-hmm. where it separated them as sister wives, but not as friends. Like there's still a bit of a connection between them. Yep, that's interesting that you pointed. Out. You're onto something there for sure. We'll have to put that up um, on the social so people can check that part out because that's definitely interesting i hadn't noticed that see it'll be nice it'll be cool like once we actually do transition to video it'll be cool to be able to bring those pictures and like pop them up on the screen i don't even know if that's possible but yeah 
So our other show that we normally watch, <laughs> neither <laughs> one of us watched this week. <laughs> it's just, it's been a week, okay? It's Listen, been a week. It has been a week. My oldest kid, well, my youngest kid was sick on Monday. He's had strep. So I missed work on Monday. So I've been working extra this week to try and make up a little bit of time. And then a situation happened in my town also this week that has had me super distracted, um, which I guess we were going to talk about a little bit. This podcast is sponsored by Reckless Patriot Gear. They are a husband and wife duo and also a veteran-owned small business. 10% of their sales go to our Operation Underground Railroad, which helps to assist with saving innocent children from trafficking. They make t-shirts that have a patriotic theme with a funny twist and also some adult humor. Use the code ZEROFUCKS and get 10% off your purchase because when it comes to people's feelings like their shirts, we also give zero fucks. Find them online at www.RecklessPatriotGear.com. But, yeah, I saw you did the, the drive. What was that called? The um, So today, which was Saturday, we did the drive through our town um, in support of uh, Bo, which is his name, the little kid. Um, he's 12 years old, and he was, I guess you can say, attacked. He's been bullied um, in school which school's only been in session here a week and a half. And Mm -hmm. he just started at the middle school this year, seventh grade, 12 years old. And on Tuesday, uh, the last, this past week, um, so a week, once this airs, it'll be a week ago. um, He was attacked on the school bus, strangled and punched in the head several times and ended up having to have eight staples in his head. Um, because he was attacked by a 17-year-old female on the school bus because he didn't want to move from the seat that he was in. Yeah, I guess the story that I saw, what I was reading is that there was a backpack and a jacket in that seat mm-hmm. as if they were like saving it. And that when mm-hmm. he got on the bus, he sat in that seat and they told him to move and he stood up for himself. And he was like, no, I'm already sitting here. There's other seats open. Go sit yeah. somewhere else. And apparently this female, which I don't understand how there's a 12 and a a 17 year old on the same bus. I don't get that. I don't understand that completely at all. Um, but she attacked him, went after through like smashed his head into the bus window. And I don't know if that's what cut it open or what, but he got up bleeding pretty quickly. Even her friends were like pulling her back, like, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And yeah. the rumor on the other end of that is that he apparently made some kind of racial slur towards he her. Not. And apparently, Right. And so now I guess his mother has come out and says that like, she has the entire video that that never happened. Um, I know the 17 year old girl's mom, she did make a post trying to defend her daughter because everyone's going after her, which listen, what she did was completely wrong, but she is also still a child. It's hard. People Mm -hmm. do need to like, let the, 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 the video footage is there. What she did is wrong. She's in the wrong. Let the police do it. She's already in custody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But this mother's being attacked for what her child did. 
you know, and, and her mom's like, I didn't raise her like this. I uh, completely agree with you. Like what she did was wrong, but y'all need to leave her alone. And I yeah. just, even though she made this mistake, I feel like instead of everyone going in and attacking her, there needs to be a plan set out. She obviously needs help. She needs some kind of therapy. She needs, I mean, consequences for her actions. If you're in jail, yeah. you're in jail. This is what you get. Whatever consequences come with that, you get with that. This is how we, we all have to lay in the beds we make. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's hard. I mean, especially as I'm not a parent and I know you are, but it's hard to see um, one, obviously more with him because he's the victim of something that wasn't necessary, but it's hard yeah. to, see, to see like the attacks from us, us on the outside, a lot of people going in and attacking both of them. They're both children. Yeah. Um, I mean, my stance on it as a mother, and I will say there has been multiple um, people that were on the actual school bus um, from both sides right. um, say that no racial slur was made um, right. from both races, white and black, um, mm -hmm. because... Not only were there a number of white kids on the bus, there was a number of black kids on the bus. And in my opinion, I feel like had he used a race, racial slur, her black friends would not have stopped her. They would have jumped in. Um, well, and they wouldn't because, have come to his defense at the end either to exactly. say she ne exactly. that was never said for sure. Yeah. No. Um, and it's it's been said by multiple people on the school bus that that word um, was never used. So mm -hmm. I don't believe that it was. I I actually have the full the, the video. Um, I, I didn't hear it. You, you don't ever hear anything. And you actually hear people telling her to stop as soon as it starts. And she doesn't. Right. Um, and as a mom of a child who was horrifically bullied last year in his seventh grade year to the point where I had to worry um, a lot of him hurting himself because he didn't want to live anymore. Um, right. I, I have no choice but to stand up for, right. for him. Right. Um, regardless whether she's technically a child or not. My opinion is she's 17. Yes, she's still legally a child, but she's old enough to know better than to attack a 12 year old. Um, right. And I have I I have very strong opinions on it because my child last year was put on a hit list um, at school and the child. Uh, gratefully didn't make it to school that morning. Um, he has access to weapons and we know that because my family actually knows his family. Uh, my dad knows his entire family and that child's uh, uncle actually burned down an apartment complex in our town years ago because people that live there made a threat to him and he was like, well, you know what? motherfuckers i'll burn your apartment building down and he did right right um, so, so you have to take i mean you have to take any kind of threat seriously yeah and this sure. is the child this is the child that put my child on a hit list not the situation with the 17 and the 12 year old um but right. that child luckily did not make it to school that morning had he made it to school that morning him and my son have homeroom together 
So my son would have been one of his, if not his first target. Um, right. So when I saw that this happened, I immediately knew that I had to help. I had to do something because had that child made it to school last year, I could have very easily lost my son last year. And it just yeah. absolutely put the fear of God in me. It put the fear of God in him. He, um, it scared him for a long time and he couldn't. Oh, I'm sure want traumatizing to, to any. Yeah. yeah. And, and the worst part about it was, was that kid actually, um, lived right next door to his dad. Mm. Yeah, so it makes it, it even harder. worse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think that she's justified in any of her behavior. I think she, no. I agree with you. She's too damn old to know, like she should know better. I yeah, just think absolutely. that throwing her away and like locking up the key, like she's still young and moldable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, don't, don't just she, do that. Maybe try to get her the actual help, well, like real help, psychological help, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is, this <clears throat> apparently is not the first time that she has bullied him within the last week and a half. She's um, apparently pulled his pants down waiting on the school bus. Um, right. I don't know what else exactly she has done, but that was one thing that was brought up today. Um, and there was someone else said this is not her first time bullying kids in general. Um, right. And another yeah, person. No, normally had, it's a buildup for sure. Yeah, and, and another person had said that. Once it happened the other day, um, she had posted on her Snapchat that she thought it was funny. And when mm -hmm. she does get out of jail, that him and his family should be ready because she's coming for them. So she's not learned. No. She's not learned from this. Um, and no. so to me, I, if those kind of statements and things have not, had not been said, I would kind of be where you're at on it. But as a mom who's dealt with this kind of thing and knowing that she's not learning from it and not taking any accountability at all. Um, I kind of, I don't know what kind of charges she's being, if she's being charged with anything or anything like that, but it's going to be a hard lesson. But in my opinion, she should be charged as an adult. She's close enough to an adult that she should know better and I feel like this should be a lesson that she learned from because if it's, if it's something that she's done before and she's been punished and she continues to do it and she's still not learned from it, then right. I think she needs a hard lesson in life. And maybe that, I mean, I agree her from right. continuing to do it, maybe her going right. away for even six months, a year will keep her from continuing to do it. And, ruining her entire life i still think that there is something to be said though for the fact that she needs some kind of medical help I some kind of therapy some because here's the thing putting her away for six mm -hmm. months prison jail juvie wherever mm -hmm. she goes whether charged as a child yeah. or an adult there's nothing in there that's going to help her there are no resources no. that are going to help her be a better person and like break into the to the to the emotions of why she acts like this. Why does she treat people like this? What is well, it about her childhood her that raised her to be like Facebook? Her mom's not helping. Well, that's her. but that's right. But that's what I'm saying. So she's not getting what she needs to be a level-headed. I mean, she's not an adult no. yet, but close enough, right? Like she doesn't have right. that. And I feel like if you're gonna listen, charge her as an adult. 
lock her away for a year, do what you have to do. But maybe in that year, I, I wish that they would put some resources into trying to oh, get yeah. to the root of these issues. Because listen, a year, yeah. if, if she didn't learn from any of this and she's mm-hmm. still making threats, then a mm-hmm. six months to a year in jail is not going to do a fucking thing for her. And we're going to mm-hmm. turn around and deal with this again in a year, in two yeah. years, in three years, when she's 25, no, I, when she's 28, when she's, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I mean, I think even, you know, hardened crimin- criminals, you know, I think jails need to be more of a rehabilitation center physically mentally emotionally all of the things not just for juveniles especially for juveniles but even more you know for everyone I mean you and I both have people that we cared about in prison Mm -hmm. and the resources are zilch to nothing yeah it's shit there's nothing no and 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 people want it more Right. And I mean, most of the the men like in, right. In the situation that like with my ex who is currently still incarcerated, um, Mm -hmm. they don't even offer drug and alcohol classes until you have been there for so long. But I know in like the Texas system, they move you around so much that you're never in one facility for so long to where you you can can get get those classes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you taught these men how to be responsible, hardworking men, you know, there is, you know, education stuff that they do where they'll help you get your GED, but they're not actually teaching them how to be regular law-abiding citizens, law-abiding citizens outside of there. Right. So then these men get out of jail and they want to do better. No one wants to go to jail, but they don't have any other resources or education or tools to help them. Well, be it's very similar. It's very similar to when, you know, the military go overseas and they fight and they have right. all this traumatic events happen and they come back to what the VA. Okay. And they, <laughs> they don't know how to reenter society and live after dealing with such a traumatic situation. It's the same. It's not the exact same. I can't say that at all, but it's, sort of the same narrative you know it's still to where... issues that aren't giving resources to help mm-hmm. them yeah yeah I, no, I mean, for I sure agree. I think I think she definitely needs a hard lesson out of this but I do agree mm-hmm. that she needs some sort of rehabilitation while she's there I don't think we should just right. throw her in there lock you know throw her in put drop throw away the key whatever and just say you know fuck it that's not what I'm saying but yeah, the things that her mom has said, her mom has her mom has said some really horrific things as well. And it's like, oh, OK, we see where you get your anger from. You know, it's like those kind right. of things where it's like, really, like you need to you need to come out and be like, I'm so sorry this happened to your child. I cannot be more upset at my own child for doing this we're going to get her the help that she needs, but it's not like that. It's, it's not at all like that. It's, it's very defensive. And I mean, I think too, where do we cross the line where we find the parent responsible too? Because if this is behavior that this child has been Mm -hmm. showing, if she has a track record of Mm -hmm. behavior like this, at what point Mm -hmm. do the authorities not step in and go, okay, well now we're going to charge you with, I mean, I don't even know what they could charge her with, but not, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Not, I don't even know like how you sort of neglect. That. I don't know. I don't know. Um, That's what again, I would think, but I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. But again, it's like with my son, 
his has mostly been uh like talk bullying you know like because he's he's on the shorter <laughs> side um so it was you know you're short and they call him stumpy and just really mean things you know i mean everybody right. knows how kids are these days and it's to the point where he's gotten in in physical fights at school but he's not I can't say he didn't start any of them because he has, but my thing is I can't get mad at him for any of the ones that he's been in because it's mm-hmm. like we've told the school he's getting picked on. He's getting bullied. People are saying this and it's again and again and again and again. And then right. he finally snaps and he tells them, please like, stop, stop saying that. Stop saying that. They don't listen. So he turns around and he he hits them. And I'm like, you all have to realize these kids. You're pushing him. You're cornering him. He can only take so much. And I've told him, if you have told them over and over and over to stop and they're not listening and you've gone to a teacher, you've gone to your principal, you've taken all the right steps to try to get them to Mm -hmm. stop and they won't and they continuously pick at you. I mean, what is he supposed to do? He can't just not like he can right. just leave school and come home. He's he's an right. eighth grader he's now. Stuck he's there. He's, grade, yeah, literally. And and so, but then he tells and he turns into the snitch, which then brings on right. even more bullying. Which exactly. yeah. And so last year, um, you know, a kid was, I think it was in the lunch line. He was behind him, just making fun of him in his ear constantly just did it literally in line behind him nonstop. and he turned around and he mm-hmm. punched him and i said i'm not mad at you i can't be mad at you right. for that and then it's like well your kid's the bully your kid hit my kid and it's like no motherfucker it's not your kid wouldn't shut up maybe if your kid would learn to be quiet and stop harassing my child he wouldn't have gotten hit yeah there's a difference in just losing your <laughs> temper and wailing off on someone and being provoked yeah. Your child provoked my child to the point, to the extreme that my child's only line of defense was to physically assault your kid to leave him alone. Mm -hmm. So what does that say about the provoking of your kid? Um, So when I was in, when I was in middle school, um, there was a group of kids um, and there was a boy that obviously had some kind of crush on me. He really liked me. Um, I was in middle school. I have a military father and I have very religious nineties parents. Okay. Um, I was not allowed mm-hmm. to date. I was not allowed to talk to men. I was not allowed to even hang out with boys in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Man, you were not um, allowed to talk boy... to men. You were in like sixth grade. You were not allowed to do anything with men, ma'am. Nothing. No boys, no boys allowed at all. And so right. this boy was always very like flirty. And he would always like touch on me, not inappropriately, but just like arm around my shoulder while we're walking in the hallways or like just trying to be very close to me. And he's like cutesy flirty, right? Just cutesy flirty. But like, I wasn't giving it back. I one Mm -hmm. had no interest in him. Uh, Two, I was not active with any kind of boys like that. Like I didn't even see them like that yet in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, And he after school one day when we're all walking out of the school to go to the buses, um, he said something about being his girlfriend. And I'm like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be your girlfriend. Like now I'm annoyed. Your arms all over me. You're hanging on me. Like I'm, I'm trying to go home, like leave me alone. And yeah. all of his friends were kind of grouped around us too. And it was one of the girls that popped off and she was like, oh, it's, you know, she's just being a stupid white bitch right now. 
And I looked at her and I was like, it has nothing like what? And I start walking faster and I'm like, I, I need to get away. Cause it's like starting to get heated. And all of mm-hmm. a sudden, the next thing I hear is all of them yelling that I'm a fat racist bitch. Get that fat racist bitch, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so now they are running up behind me. And before I knew it, I was knocked to the ground because they had thrown um, when Snapple bottles were glass. Mm-hmm. They had yep. thrown a Snapple bottle and I still have a knot and a scar on the back of my head where they busted my head open all because I wouldn't be his girlfriend because I wouldn't give into it because I wouldn't whatever. And they tried. I mean, my parents flip shit. You know what I mean? My parents were mm-hmm. livid because I wasn't that kind of kid. I didn't cause trouble. I didn't cause problems. Yeah. And here I am needing, you know, staples in the back of my head. Same <laughs> and, situation. Um, they, tried, <laughs> they tried to tell the principal that, um, that I made some comment about him being black. I made some comment about him being a black boy and something like that. And I don't even remember what was said now, but they tried to make it a racial thing. And I'm truly sitting there, the victim, like nothing was ever said like that. Nothing Mm -hmm. was ever said like that. My, my nephew is black. I have, you know what I mean? Like we lived in a very mixed school. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we lived up in Washington. It was very, it was a, it was a melting pot of people. It, to be mm-hmm. honest, I was probably the minority. Like there were more, uh, there right. were more of other kinds of races, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was just so ridiculous what they had said. So it's, there is a part of me that like feels for Bo because it's like when you get attacked and accused of being a racist and you're not, mm-hmm. uh, and physically to have blood drawn from your body to be attacked like that, I mean, it, it's yeah, traumatizing. It pouring from his head. Oh, yeah. Was, I, I mean, mean head, head traumas are the worst. The whole back yeah. of my shirt, um, by the time I made it to the office, I didn't even make it to the bus. I ran for the office. And when I got in there, my backpack and my the back of my shirt halfway down soaked in blood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. So and it's, it's stuff like that's traumatizing. It's hard being a kid, man. And then not even now, back then I'm 32. This is back when I was, you know, mm-hmm. what, 11, 11, 12, 20 years ago. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it is. And it's so scary because like, it makes me like my oldest is the type where he will take and take and take and then stand up for himself. Um, mm-hmm. But what scares me more is my youngest. He's so quiet. He's so right. sweet. He's so just the biggest heart. And he's the kind of kid that if you're even remotely like loud to him or even in he even if he thinks in the slightest way that you're being mean to him, he his cowers. feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. yes i mean you yeah. i mean you've seen him on like when i've been with you on facetime and it's like you know i can even be like he'll drop a fork and i'm like dang it walker because it'll like scare me or whatever just something that minute right. and he will like right. power and just look at me with like big eyes and be like oh, i'm sorry and i'm like it's fine you just scared the shit out of me because you dropped it and right. i didn't expect it you know and i my instant reaction right. is to like Meh. but and it's that is what scares me is when he right. gets into middle school and then has to be around high schoolers because he's type one diabetic. So they are going to always have something to immediately. Well, I mean, Cause go he wears the little, 
Mm-hmm. He wears he the little fanny pack pump. with this stuff in it. So it already gives something visual for something yeah. to be like cute mm-hmm. fanny pack. You know what I mean? Like ki- kids are just so, yeah. they can just be so shitty. Then now it doesn't even, I mean, even my mother was bullied for being overweight when she was in middle school mm-hmm. and high school. You know what I mean? Like sadly mm-hmm. kids are just shit sometimes. Yep. And it, it sucks. Yep. It sucks to see it go to the, that extreme, to my extreme, to yeah. Bo's extreme, you know, to your yeah. son's extreme. And the, like, And the thing is, is like him and my oldest are five years apart. So by the time he gets there, Jacob's going to be right. completely out of school. So it's like he's right. never going to have his older brother there to stick up for him, which sucks. But I'm trying so hard now to be like, you got, because his brother picks on him a lot. They're just brothers and that's right. what happens. And I'm like, you right. gotta stand up to him. Like, if he comes along and he hits you, just even playing with him, he gets so sensitive. Even if they're just like playing, right. he gets so sensitive about it. And I'm like, hit him back. Like, you've got to stand up <laughs> for yourself. Like, See, you've got to learn. I was the same that- way. Yeah. I was the same way as your son at the beginning. So it was sadly, sadly, I had to go through something absolutely terrifying and traumatic mm-hmm. like that um, because I was that quiet kid. No one, yeah. no one got to me. No one messed but with then, me. I didn't lose my temper. But from that point on, I, mm. the, the amount of physical fights, the amount of times I got suspended, the amount of times that <laughs> I got completely kicked out of school, because after that point, I was like, yeah. I, I mean, and I have a military father, right? So he was like, don't ever let them do that. Like if they start yeah. a fight, you better fucking finish it, you know? And so like, that's, that's like the mentality well, that yeah. he did with me. From that point on, though, I became a little fighting machine. It only took somebody to say one thing sideways to me. One thing. In high school, this girl walked by and she knocked all of my books out of my hand. And when I tell you in the swift, quick motion, I had reached (laughs) because she was running past me and knocked him out. And before the books even hit the ground, I had her by the back of the hair. And I done busted her eyebrow bone open on the locker. You know what I mean? Like, but, but she had been, it was all, listen, I was a fighter. I took, I've taken anger management for years. Like after that, like my parents were like, okay, well maybe we didn't mean to go this far, (laughs) you know? But once, once you, once you get attacked like that, there is just something that switches in you. And I was like, no one will ever do that to me again. I was so embarrassed. I was physically bleeding. They tormented me for, yeah. I mean, as soon as their, as soon as their suspension was over and they came back, it was I just tormented imagine. from afar. Yeah. It was awful. And from that point on, I was like, never again. So, and I mean, sadly, I probably, I probably got into a lot of fights that I could have just brushed off and been like, oh, ignore it. She's just being a twat. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't even allow myself to become a victim again. So I was, I then became not a bully. I didn't go after people that didn't deserve it. But if you came after me, there was no hesitation from me. Nothing. There was no provoking. The moment you, the first time you tried to provoke me, we were throwing hands. Yeah. I, I mean, I got bullied in school, but I also, I was the one that just kind of like took it and never, but it was, it never became physical for me. I never right, got to the right. physical level. Mine was always just words and emotions. So right. I never dealt with anything physical, but between my dad and me, if, if anything like that ever happened to either of my children, 
I mean, I told my dad straight up, I'd be like, I'd be sitting in jail next to that girl because let me tell you, it would not. I mean, protect I your found own. Out where you gotta protect your I, own. I would have found out where her mama lived and I may have gotten my ass whooped. But mm-hmm. I'm going go to go, go out swinging. swinging. I'm going <laughs> right. to go out swinging, let me tell you, because if my son. I don't think anyone could blame you for that. With eight staples in his head, I don't know how her his mom was so calm but here's what blew my mind about that kid is bleeding from his head so severely that he ended up needing eight staples in his head mm-hmm. the school called her the school let me they didn't even call an ambulance the school did not call an ambulance they called his mom and was like an incident has happened and we need you to come get him from the nurse's office Okay, so I can't, the only way that I can speak on that is being in a childcare facility. We never called 911 first either. We've had kids fall and break their bones on the playground. We've had kids fall and bust their face open and need stitches and stuff like that. We always, unless it was like a life or death type thing, as long as the bleeding was under control, we weren't allowed to just call an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Head traumas. Kids would fall mm. and bust their heads on the concrete. They'd hit one kid busted his face, his chin, like uh, all the way across, like but two see, inches we, across. But see, in the school <laughs> system, we sign documentation saying if an ambulance is needed to be called, they're allowed to if we sign that paper. Okay. See, I, yeah. I mean, it may be different. It may be different in a school system and then in a daycare, but we always, as long it was, as yeah. long as it wasn't life threatening and as long as they're like bleeding and stuff was under control, we always mm-hmm. called the parents first. And then the parents yeah. would say, call an ambulance. I'll be there. Or, okay, yeah. just wait and I'll come and check it out before we call an ambulance. You know what I mean? Like it was always, yeah. it was always the parent's choice, but I mean, two different States, two different rules, two different True. school systems. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, as far as I am aware, we signed documentation saying if an ambulance, like, if it is that serious, they're allowed to call mm-hmm. 911. Because I've seen, I mean, when I was right. in elementary school, a kid stuck a sweet tart up his nose and got it lodged, and they called an ambulance for that. Uh, you know what? I've seen an ambulance show up <laughs> at the school too, but but I don't know what the process was in the office beforehand. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like but I feel like they should have at least called the mom and been like, "Hey, this is what's going on. Just letting you know, we're going to call an ambulance because it's a head trauma." But get here, boom! Exactly. They should have done that. But a, but a sweet yeah. tart up his nose versus this kid right. being punched in the head and and bleeding from so, his head. Was it the punch that got him, or was it his head slamming into the? Because I think those windows have the little bolts at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell from the video, and I it's I don't know for sure because it's I right here, know, right? It was it's a, like no, on the it's back. Like, no, no, no. It's oh, like it was on right the top. The front, it was right in the front of his head, really close to his um, like his hairline in the front. Okay. Um. So what's being that. said? Yeah. So what's being said? Um. From rumors on the bus, from what I can see, and all that kind of thing. He somehow had a pencil in his hand, just was holding it from like the school day, getting on the bus, whatever. Had it in mm-hmm. his hand. And when she started to punch him, he took his hand and put it up like this on his to block on his the head punches to okay. block the punches. And somehow the pencil stabbed his head. 
as she was punching him and that's what made the 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 punch the the wound so deep was him having a hold of that pencil in his hand and trying to protect his head and so she was she was hitting him right and the pencil was going into his head because at the very end of the video video. yeah at the very end of the video when he stands up after her friend pulls her off you see the pencil Mm -hmm. hit the hit the ground um hit the floor of the bus yeah and you that can see sense. it if you watch it in very slow motion in the mm-hmm. very, very beginning when it first starts, you see him with the pencil sitting in his hand. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It does. For whatever reason, I thought it came from like the back, like the I thought side so on too the when back. I first kind of. watched it. Yeah. I thought so yeah. too when I first watched it. Um, but then when I saw him today, it, the, they're actually right here in the very front. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Actually, that makes sense that that would have happened yeah but um i'm i'm just glad that it wasn't worse than what it was i'm glad Mm -hmm. that he is okay but apparently he had really bad anxiety before this and he was he's been getting help for it and stuff like that um but now he is going he has had to go back to sleeping with like his lights on in his room and all that kind of stuff so it's i just feel so bad for him and the second i saw the video i was like I have to do something after what happened with my son last year. I was like, I can't. So I immediately said something on, we have like a Facebook group for the town. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, if you know this town or if you know this, then you're definitely from this town or whatever. And I just posted in there because other people had been talking about it in that group. And I was like, um, if I put together like a little parade through town, like will people show up? And I had like 50 plus comments and I was like, all right, let's do it. And it was less than 24 hours. I put it together and we probably had about 20 plus cars show up. I mean, not huge, but enough that it made him happy. And it was really support. Yeah. I literally cried when we drove by him and my mom rode with me. My dad was leading everybody because he's got like this spiral light thing on his truck, of course. So he led and me and my mom were in my Jeep driving and he stayed at this little park because he didn't want to come to the school grounds yet. He was just not ready, which I get. Mm -hmm. And um, as we drove by, he like walked out to the sidewalk and was waving at everybody. And I just, my mom was like, I'm going to cry. And I was like, don't cry because you're going to make me ruin my makeup and I'm going to cry. And like, we both just started like crying. It was the whole thing. But yeah. And then after it was over, we drove back there because they were all still there and um got to talk to his mom and him for a minute and this older older guy came with a corvette and when i got there the guy with the corvette was already there and he actually got to go for a ride in this guy's corvette which was really cool he was like mom i'm gonna get to ride in a corvette so it was really cool just to see the community come out and support him so yeah i was excited yeah for sure that's it's that's really great to see and i'm sure it Mm -hmm. did make him probably feel supported yeah so yeah um it was nice i don't know what else we were gonna talk about i feel like the only other thing we were gonna talk about we haven't watched oh i did find this really cool article i was gonna tell you about and then i forgot uh that i thought was interesting if you want to talk about it 12 things that baby boomer women find a puzzling about today's female millennials. <laughs> I thought it was so I funny. Know. I don't know if I'm ready to be called out like that, but some you of know them what? are pretty funny. 
some of them are Let's funny and some of them are not bad um so the first one okay so it goes like 12 to 1 it goes backwards so number 12 was getting botox which i don't get botox so i don't know how that goes i don't either that's that's I'm a rich people thing yeah right i wouldn't be afraid of needles i'm just i'm uh, not trying to spend that kind of money no i don't i don't do that Mm-mm, no thanks um, number 11, putting up with things you know aren't okay, such as staying in abusive or imbalanced relationships. I told you that I wasn't ready to be called out. <laughs> Triggered. Guilty. I'm triggered right now. Yeah, right. Yep. I know. Story of my life. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number 10. I don't even know how to say this word, so I'm just going to spell it. B-U-C-C-A-L fat removal surgery. Well, obviously that's that not is. something I get. Because <laughs> me, me and Chinthy over here just rocking it out. So um, It said removing fat from your face cheeks. Don't have that problem. You see these chipmunk cheeks right. over here? There ain't. No, right. the listeners have seen the TikTok videos, so these cheeks—I mean, are, I, they don't yeah. have any fat removed. I mean, I've had weight uh, loss surgery, but like, you ain't sucking the fat out. And if they do suck the fat out, if you could put it in my butt, that would be right. Great. I mean, I've got some fat back there, but I'd like to have more. Like, take it out of my front and put it in my back. Thanks. Not me, um, baby. When I stand up, I look like a frog. The ass just tucks away. <laughs> I ain't got no oh booty. My God. Uh, number number nine, overdone lip injections. Don't have that problem either. Okay, but I do want to get mine done. Just the top lip. Just a little mm-hmm. like this. Again, I'm too scared of needles. I'm not doing it. Oh, no, not, I'll do it. No. Nope. I will Not happening. Too. Maybe I can find um, something on Groupon or something to help my cheek <laughs> ass. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Two for one. I'm not going, though. Uh, number eight. <laughs> putting pictures of your kids on social media guilty as okay but i don't think that that's i don't think that that's fair though because like social media wasn't around when my mom was right raising her babies here was like the 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 bullet point to it was like pictures of them like in the bathtub or being friends with people that you don't actually know so people that like you don't know at all seeing your kids all the time on social media like me my facebook and my instagram are both like private like i won't just add people Mm -hmm. i don't know um and i have like my tiktok is public and i've put my kids on there a few times but I'm not like the mom whose kids are in every other TikTok video. They may be on right. in the five years I've had TikTok, they're in less than 10 videos. Or the moms now that hold up the first day of school signs. And now that the first day of school's happened, I feel like I've seen it everywhere. And they're putting mm-hmm. like their teachers' names and their schools that they go to. And I'm like, Mm-mm. how much they weigh, their eye color, their blood type, yeah. like all of it. What are you doing? No, Stop that. I've never done that with my kids. I just put the first, like, they're them, and then, mm-hmm. like, in the caption, what year it is and what grade they're going into. I don't put where they're going or anything. Right. That's See, it. I just did it for the girls that I nanny for, and it was, like, their name, their favorite color, how old they are, what they want to be when they grow up, like, 
cute yeah. stuff. On the part where it said, I'm going to blah, blah, blah school. We just put a heart. We just drew a heart right there. Yeah. Like, I'm not, we're not going to put what school they go to. That's crazy. Yeah, I see that all the time. And I'm like, do you realize how many pedophiles are, like, putting this in their mm-hmm. journal? It's creepy. I mean, God, like, even no. the sex trafficking shit. I'm not, I'm not pinpointing my kid's location. <laughs> no Mm-mm, way. No. Like, you might as well just put it on the black market and... Honestly. Like, hey, here they are. Um, <laughs> I'm putting my kidney there. I'll let you know what the website is. <laughs> so, number seven... Proper makeup and contouring because older women can't figure out how they do it so well. I'm a millennial and I don't know how they do it so well. I know how to do it. I just have no interest in doing it because there is nobody that I am. There is no one worth me impressing to sit in front of my mirror for an hour trying to do makeup. That's just absolutely not. Mm -mm. Listen, I try to do like the brown like on my forehead mm-hmm. and on my nose and my like my cheeks and stuff and i leave the house and you can still see the brown because i can't blend it well enough i can't do it yeah so i stopped trying see i i, I can do it well and a lot of my tiktok well, videos where i'm like fully done in makeup like with a red lipstick and everything fully contoured fully chiseled but yeah no it's 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 a hard process to learn especially because not one way is generic across the board you have to contour mm-hmm. based on how your face is shaped so it's like a whole different learning process and I listen can't. a lot of people don't blend it well me. and they have like harsh ass brown lines that's me <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> do it. Uh, i think i think baby boomer moms just figured out to blend their foundation into their necks now so we should just let them let them let them be safe with that don't, Listen, don't I just figured that out. Okay, I just figured that out. So let me be. Stop. Oh, see, my mom me taught out. me that from. My mom taught me that <laughs> was like one of the first things that I learned was blend into your neck, your ears, and your hair. Yep. Yeah, I don't. My mom was not much of a makeup woman, so I had to figure all that shit out on my own, and it took a my long time. My mom just did the basics. Just, yeah. just foundation just mascara and just face powder and blush that's it there was no like my mom eyeliner do eyeshadow right my right. mom doesn't even do mascara so yeah i get it number six i thought was hilarious crying on the internet <laughs> fuck off fuck all the way off fuck all the way off bro listen so this one's hard for me because like i I'm not a super huge fan of it either, but I have done it. There are many of my TikTok videos where I am shedding a tear. And and I think because like I use my TikTok as like my diary. It's a place yeah. for me to vent. It's a place for me to do yeah. that. And sometimes there are certain audios that come across and like I can't help it. But then like at the time does great. I love it. I feel better that I got it out. But now like a year or two later, I go like it'll come across. You're like on this day, this is what mm-hmm. video you posted. And I'm like... Oh God, no! <laughs> private it, private like, this right not ready now. To talk about it. <laughs> yeah, burn this diary, God. Uh, number five, which I again don't do. False eyelashes, big fluffy butterfly caterpillar eyelashes. <laughs> I'm guilty. A lot of my videos, right I do have fake lashes on, and my sister, she gets hers done. She goes and gets the the ones yeah, that yeah. last like two to three weeks. She gets full yeah. fluffy eyelashes done, but it pisses me off. It pisses me off though. And I love you, Casey. And I know you listen. I'm so sorry. Um, but she has like these big upper lashes, right? That she could probably take flight with. 
but then she doesn't put mascara on the bottom lashes. And I'm like, what do you do? You look, you look lid heavy. Your eyes look very heavy. I don't get it. I don't get that part of it. Yeah, my friend, my friend Tabitha, who I also know is probably going to listen. She gets hers done all the time. Yeah. But I can't, I can't say anything bad. They look fucking phenomenal every time. And I look at her and I'm like, I want to do it, but I can't because I feel like if I went and got my lashes done, people would be like, what are you doing? Why did you yeah. do that? Because I've never I, had it done. Right. I want to get a, not the fake lashes put on because listen, one, you can't get them wet in the shower. You're not supposed to. You're constantly brushing them. Then they start falling off in chunks. And God forbid if you can't get in and they're so expensive. I want to get a lift and tint because my lashes are naturally very long, but they come out very like straight. And so the lift and tint will basically do that to them. You know what I mean? Mm. It'll just lift them. And then they, and that the lift and tint is only like $70 and it lasts for over a month. So That's I think I'm going to do that. still a lot to me. I'm oh, sorry. I'll not compared to the other lashes. Not compared. My sister Tabitha. pays like, how much does she pay? Um, I don't, I feel like I would have to ask, but I want to say around like 70 and hers last a okay, long so time. So that's probably very good care of hers. Right. So my sister living in Texas where the temperatures literally one day when she was moving into her apartment, it was so humid and hot outside. It melted the glue off of her eyes and the lashes were just falling off. And she had just got them done like four days prior. But yeah, I feel like she pays like, person. well, I mean, maybe, but they they only do it when it gets like that extremely hot. When she gets really sweaty, it's like the oils in her skin, like, like soften the glue. Yeah. Um, but I think she pays like anywhere from like 150 to 175 for the initial set. And then every two weeks she pays a hundred to get them filled. No, I feel like she's going to the wrong person. I'm going to, I'm going to tell her to contact Tabitha. Tabitha will set her up. <laughs> Let her this. know. Let her know. About people, we'll call her people. Um, number four, which I'm probably, this is probably my biggest guilt on here. Um, taking constant selfies. I'm just going to slowly sink out of camera view. So I'll <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Um, I was probably guilty of that until I gained and got to my highest weight. And then I didn't really like the way that I looked. Um, now that I'm losing, though, I do notice that I am taking more photos of myself. So, like, I'm like 50-50 in that. No, But I'm I see your so selfie every morning on Snapchat, so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm an every morning selfie person on Snapchat. Uh-huh. But, you um, are. I listen it, it makes me feel good about myself though so listen if it does though do it who's who's to tell you no boomer moms no. fuck off listen zero fucks given so these boomer moms can just fuck right on off is all i got to say respectfully though, mamas respectfully <laughs> exactly um number three non-stop posting on social media the likes cool. the followers the posing the lighting like having all of the things cool I, cool. I mean, I post on social media a lot, but I don't really care about the likes and the followers. Like, if I get a video that, like, I get a lot of likes and followers, I'm like, yo, cool. 
all right, that blew up. And I'm like sending it to all my friends, like, look, my video blew up. But I'm not right. like, oh my God, my video failed. And I'm not crying in my bed over it. I mean, listen, I, I have to, okay, my TikTok, I have over 160,000 followers. I have a few videos that have popped off. I know some people are really into like the algorithm and when to post and what to post and do what's current. That's not me. I don't give a shit. I, no. if I, if I have makeup on and I want to, I can knock out videos really quickly, right? If I make Same. 15 videos, yeah. I'm not waiting and only posting two or three a day for the next 10 days, <laughs> five days, whatever. No, I no. spam fucking post all my shit at once. If it hits, yeah. it hits. Same. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because again, my TikTok is for me. It is my therapy. Yep. 80% yep. of the audios that I'm posting are because I am feeling a certain way about a certain situation in this moment. So like, again, if they hit, they hit. If they don't, they don't. They're more just okay. for me. Yeah. Like I've recorded the audios or saved the audios because I'm having a moment and I'm going right. to sit in that moment and I'm going to record those videos or because right. I'm feeling really good about the way I look today. So I'm going to record a bunch of badass audios and I'm going to post all of them. Or because I'm and really if it pissed makes off us feel about good. a situation. And right. I'm going to just tell everybody to fuck off for the next 10 minutes in my audios. And then I'm going to post them all. And if people like them, they right. like them. If they don't, well, you know what? We'll try again tomorrow. But this is very much a generation where social media is like oh yeah, the one way to fame, you know? And so a lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of people really do care about that. Yeah. My kid the other day, my oldest, who's 13, he was like, I'm going to be a YouTube sensation. And I like literally just laughed out loud and it's like, okay, fun, buddy. good yeah. luck with that kiddo. Yeah. Um, number two, which I thought was really weird. I'm on the boomers side with this one, tracking their friends. What? I don't track my friends. Um... I don't track my friends, but I do have most of my friends' locations. Like my very close friends, um, especially like my yeah. friend Haley and I, we're both single women in the dating world. Uh, when one of us go on a date, our locations are already on. And especially living yeah. long distance, like if something happens to me, and I think that's more what it is, This it, it's such a scary world that, that we live yeah. in. If something happens, I have my sister's location, my mother's location, Haley's location. Um, I had um the other girl's location that we don't speak of rude we really should have each other's location honestly we should but i'm just very like aware <laughs> like anytime i go out or like if i invite someone over i'm like hey forewarning this is what's happening here's his name here's where we're going here's what he drives right. here's my location so yeah I mean, i'm I've, i'm odd I've on that stuff like that i mean i've done stuff yeah. like that but i think this meant like i felt like this was Keeping more on, like track. a constant Yes, like it was like, right. it said something along the lines of like, you know, so-and-so's in class and wondering where the other so-and-so is. And this person like pulled up their phone and was like, oh, she's walking out of gym. No. Right. Like we don't, that's not, that's not what we do. But I also um, think that falls into relationships too, because I feel like now we live in a day and age where no one fucking trusts anyone. And it's like a requirement to have your partner's location. You know what I mean? I like, I feel like that's location. like a step. I'm like, I feel like that's like a step that people take in. Like no. uh, my sister, for instance, she started dating a guy. She was like, you won't believe it. Like he shared his location with me indefinitely. And I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. 
that's weird mm-hmm. yeah so, i don't cool i don't i mean i love you casey they, i love you but. listen listen <laughs> if they want to share their location with me cool that's cool thanks right you're not right. getting mine and it's not because yeah I'm trying to do something shady or be weird or whatever. It's because you should trust me enough to not need it for one. And for two, I have this weird phobia of like being watched anyway. Like I just don't like that. And number three, what if I want to like swing by the grocery store or swing by like Dick's Sporting Goods and get you something you're going to know where I'm at. And if I turn it off, you're going to think I'm doing something fucking shady. You know? So, yep. like, cool. If I feel you like a lot of issues come from it. At all times. That's cool. Like, you can send me your location, bro. But you're not getting mine. Because I have this weird anxiety of being watched. And I don't want you right. to know where I'm at every second of every day. Because if I have to stop at the gas station on the way home, why do you need to know that? I don't want to be questioned about why I'm stopping at a gas station because I'm an adult and I want to. Right. No. So anyway, uh, number one, prioritize, not, okay, let me start that over. Not prioritizing the ability to support themselves, relying on others to support them. So like women had to do back in the day. I disagree with that because I feel like the world is a lot different now and finances are a lot different now. And let me tell you, it's real. I mean, listen, I do it. I do it on my own, but I do it because I've been super blessed in the opportunities that I've given, been given. The places that I have found to live, the jobs that I have found, yes. But it is fucking expensive. It's so expensive to live in this world. I do it because I want to. I don't want to have to rely on a man to support me. Because I've had to rely on a man to support me. And when he walked away and left me with $20... Mm-hmm. $20 Checks you real quick. Right. Um, right. And I had to literally start from scratch financially. I told myself right then and there, I will never do that again. Ever in my right. life will I ever, 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 ever rely on a man to financially support me. And it took me about three and a half, almost four years to get to the point where I wasn't completely and totally struggling on a day to day basis. But right. I will never, ever again rely on a man to support me. So it's like right. like we've talked about in previous episodes. Like I bring a full table, four chairs, and the whole mm-hmm. meal. So if you can't come in and do the same, keep keep right. driving by. Like I don't need See, a man to support me. And I don't I, I, get I do it, it because I, I do. want to. Right. But then I hear the other side of it where it's like, you know, maybe maybe TLC was onto something where that, you know, um, I don't want a guy sitting in the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Like back then that was a scrub. Now, <laughs> now that's like a man that's making very smart financial decisions. You know what I mean? Like, cause shit's expensive. Listen, Listen I'm not saying I can't do it on my own, but it would be nice having more. Oh yeah, for sure. It would. But at the same time, I mean, the pop-up stool that just left 10 months ago, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> that fold-out <laughs> chair. That fold-out pop-up stool. You Listen, know, from he, the dollar he was a fucking, store, it was about five bucks. That was a he was one of those fold-out best friends ride for sure. He was a folding camping chair that came with its own cup holder, so he wouldn't even share his drink with you. You know what I mean? No, there was no Different. cup holder. It didn't have cup holders. No, no cup holder, so he could be selfish <laughs> with his own drinks. 
No, no couldn't even put his glass on the table. No, he was barely yeah, supporting his weight. <laughs> oh, I've been there. God. Listen, there was no cup holders. It had to sit on the ground. Listen, the audacity of men sometimes. The audacity <clears throat> of men. Did I tell you about the recent DM I got on uh, my dating site? No. Oh, honey, the audacity. Uh, let me just read this to you. Because uh, it's a good one. I love good ones. Um, oh, I got a good matched, one too the other day, actually. He matched me. I matched him back, okay. right? So when I swiped, it was like, oh, you've got a match. You've um, matched, I didn't yeah. do anything. He messaged me. He said, right. how, mind you, I looked at his profile. It said, looking for a long-term relationship. And yeah. mind you, there's an option to say, like, looking for hookups, looking to just have fun, looking for friends. Sure. He said, long-term relationship. Right. His first message to me is, how you doing, sexy? What are you looking for on here? Okay, well, first off, if you've been in the online dating world for any period of time, you know what that message means. You know that it is him trying to see. He's trying to see if you're down to bump uglies. That is all he is asking. So right. what are you looking for on here? My response to him, honestly, to be taken out. I'm going to say that again because the dog barked. Uh, my response to him, honestly, to be taken out, whether that be on a date or with a sniper rifle, just let me know so I can fit it into my plans accordingly. Fuck off is basically what I said in that message. Yeah. And then he writes back. He writes back the audacity again to even respond. And he says, well, I've got a suppressor, so it'll be quick. I don't even know so, how to respond to Again, that. doesn't even want to take, like, no, like... I know I probably came off very smart ass and funny. Um, Which is probably he has why a suppressor. he responded that way. Probably. But what was he expecting with the first message being, how you doing, sexy? What are you looking for on here? Not you. Yeah. Big daddy. <laughs> Definitely no. not you. No. Oh, my God. And then I had, listen, the message that I got a couple days ago was a guy's very first message sent to me. It just said, back shots, question mark. Do you know what back shots are? Clearly not by my face. It's when you hit it from the back. So he's basically asking me, can he fuck me from behind? First message, back shots, question mark. My response to him. (laughs) My response to him. Hold on. (laughs) Let me read it so I can get it exactly. Exactly. Because at this point, at this point, I just fuck with men. I just, I fuck with them. Right. It's just funny. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'll go back to that one. Um, I said, I mean, if that's what you like, I don't mind strapping up and giving it to you. Bend over, daddy. Listen, you ain't going to ask me for back shots because I'm going to turn the table and I'm going to give you back shots. And then I sent him a little gif. I sent him, you know, like the little gif emojis that you can send of a guy spitting in his hand. (laughs) Listen, And then on top of it, first message from Tim. Tim here from Tinder. Hey. Want to give me a rim job, sweetheart? What the fuck? Want to give me a rim job? Men? What mm-hmm. the hell? Is they nasty the audacity. So listen, men like that listen, make me want to do it on my own. Here's the one that I got, and his thing said, "Looking for chatting, friendship, something casual." Right. Fucking. So. Right. Fucking. Mm-hmm. 
and his job says career consultant and i was like okay so i said so josh what does career consultant do exactly he said you really want to know with a question mark and i'm like if i, I have asked know, you dipshit so then he sends me he sends me his facebook profile and says i can't send pics on here but i'll show you it's very hard work with the sunglasses emoji because he thinks he's cool (laughs) and i said of course i want to know doesn't curiosity usually get you in trouble he said lol yes with a bunch of s's and then i said and here's the thing his profile his facebook page you can't even add him as a friend you have to follow him Oh, mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so i said i hit the follow button just waiting to find out he still hasn't responded but here's what josh looks like oh he's on only fans he's exactly. got a dick, he got a dick site he's got a dick site josh be out exactly. here fucking bitches for money Yep. Exactly. That was my first thought when I when he said what he said. It's very hard work. Mm-hmm. You nasty. Listen, I'll make your life hard just because I'm fucking crazy. Yeah, he'd be it's fucking bitches. Hard work. Hard work. Yep, I see that. Hard, yeah, it's hard work. work, all right. I can't. Yeah. I'm I so like, done. Literally, you're such a douche canoe. So done. Josh. So done with people and their fucking bullshit. Listen, it's men like this that make me want to do it on my own. That make me absolutely fine with being independent. Absolutely fine with it. Yep. A hundred percent. I'm deleting my dating profiles. I'm done. I'm going to go buy a cat. <laughs> I deleted Bumble months ago. Oh, or, or the amount of married men. The amount of married men that hit me up not only on dating sites, but on the Tiki Talk, you nasty. You know that I, I follow your. Oh my god, oh my god! The amount of married men I that I get those. is disgusting, disgusting. I feel like for funsies, we should go to the worst one of all just to get on there to see what's on there. POF, I think, but, is the worst, right? Yeah, oh god, I been on there. In the years. messages that I could get, I could probably start a whole series. That's why I start screenshotting I them all. I'm just gonna start doing a whole series with them. I'm doing it. It's fucking happening. Y'all get ready. <laughs> the POF Chronicles just coming soon. Fancies. Right. The Listen, POF Chronicles. We could, do a, we could do a whole episode on online yeah. dating first messages gone wrong. Oh my God. Yes. It's we're happening. Doing it. It's fucking it's happening. It's so happening. Every man, if we're you doing see POF me on Tinder or Bumble, sure. I'm fucking with you. Oh yeah. I'm getting you. I'm getting you good. The mm. POF Chronicles. Stay tuned. Coming soon. To a podcast yep. near you. Not to a podcast, well, to listen. this motherfucking podcast. To this one. All right. Well, this was a fun episode. I've had fun. Listen, we'll y'all. see you bitches next week. Bye, fuckers. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Zero Fucks Given Pod. And don't forget the U is an underscore. And send us your feedback, suggestions, and topics you want to hear about. And when we say nothing is off limits, we mean it.